Hey guys, welcome back to the BMW Blog Podcast Season 2, Episode 3. has been a few weeks, maybe a couple of months by now, but we've been quite busy traveling and filming and all of that. So unfortunately, we are running a little bit behind, but we're trying to get back on schedule. I know a lot of you have been messaged us to um, ask when we're coming back. So here we are. There is only one difference here. Um, I have Nate Rich with me. Nate, welcome. Awesome. You used Thanks to for see- having me. <laughs> yeah, no, thanks for joining us. I mean, used to see Nico usually with me, but uh, Nico, unfortunately, um, has moved on to um, a new project, a new company. So maybe we'll bring him back as a guest. We definitely miss him here. But um, you will see myself, Nate, and some other guests in the future. So with that being said, a very exciting episode because Nate and I traveled maybe also two months ago to South Carolina. <laughs> Almost now, month yeah. and a half at least. You want to tell people what we've done there? Maybe they've seen some of the videos, but maybe we can start with that. Hopefully they saw some of the videos. Uh, we posted enough of them, um, but uh, we lined up a great uh, list of M cars to test out, uh, starting off with the, obviously the new G87 M2, uh, which is fantastic. Uh, but we brought along some things to compare it to. We had uh, G80 M3 competition, we had the F87 M2CS, and we even had a 1M Coupe. So uh, we had the full array of, of competition to see how it stacks up. Yeah, so I guess that was, a, um, that was a big project because we didn't realize how much work will that be to essentially film a full comparison, you know, M2 versus M2CS versus 1M versus M3 and the M3CS in about a day and a half, maybe less than that. And I know that people sometimes think that we travel with a huge crew and all of that, but it was, you know, yourself and I and a uh, videographer and that's about it. So <laughs> definitely a tough day. I mean, I recall you driving quite a bit and it's not easy, especially when you uh, just drive a bunch of manuals and you have to talk at the same time when you want to make sure that everything is on point and all of that and pay attention to the track and especially not damaging the cars because in the end, that's probably the... Um, the KPI or the or, or the measure of success that everybody uses not damaging any cars and coming back with them in one piece. That is definitely the top KPI, um, especially on mind on my mind because you know they're you're, they're loaning them out to us. They're being nice and opening up their uh, their vaults, bringing out one M and things like that. So you definitely don't want to damage them in any way. And as you point out, I mean, yeah, the time frame people just don't understand. I think we had. The total footage time for the 1M was like five and a half minutes. <laughs> I know. I mean, it's it's insane the amount of work that you have to put in to produce just a few minutes of you know, good footage and all of that. And sometimes you don't have the chance to go back and refilm. And especially since, you know, BMW North America was kind enough to kind of let us use the M Performance track or the M Performance school track in South Carolina, but unfortunately we had to share it with some other people as well because there were schools going on and all of that. So we had to move around and do all of that. But with that being said, I definitely want to thank uh, BMW USA, BMW North America, and especially Jeff and Alex and Tom and the entire team because they allowed us to go there. They allowed us to kind of pick our own cars. I mean, there were a few things that we've asked for, like the M240i, maybe an M3 with a manual. 
we couldn't get those, but they were uh, they were kind enough to bring the M2CS, which is in their BMW USA Classic fleet. So not too many people drive that car because they want to keep that forever. And of course, the 1M, which is still a pre-production car, they've had it for a very long time. And the same thing, not a car that you know anyone can just go and pick it up and drive it. So they were kind enough to trust us to do that. Then of course the M Performance, the M Performance School. Um, they were also kind enough to let us use the track and lend us some drivers and some people to help us around. So, with that being said, I mean it's just you know we're very grateful when it comes to that. Yeah, and they're and the performance center is always awesome. Um, they're such just such great people. Um, always helpful. Always you know able to work around whatever we need i mean they were totally bending over backwards for us which they always seem to do so uh always like to give a shout out to all those guys especially those drivers and instructors i mean they work a lot of long hot hours so to give them time behind like the m3cs and stuff was a lot of fun to see them you know enjoy a little a little fun yeah so we can talk about that so let's start maybe right away so no further ado let's dive right in and let's talk about the test so we started with an M2. The goal was to test it against the M2 CS. Even though BMW said that the M2 competition was the benchmark, um, we personally, I mean, I personally always felt that the M2 CS is closer in performance to the M2. So that's why we requested the M2 CS. And then, of course, we wanted to see how it compares to the M3. There is a caveat there. The M3 was a rear-wheel drive, but it was a competition model with an eight-speed automatic. So clearly a lot more power and, of course, a different type of transmission, which would make a difference if you were to compare them back-to-back. But nonetheless, there's some things there that we can still draw a conclusion you know, on. And then, naturally, we had the 1M, which... If you're looking at the broad picture, maybe it fits in that comparison. If you're looking at <laughs> close, maybe not. I mean, clearly <laughs> underpowered. It's a 12-year-old car, maybe even you know older than that. But it was still fun to kind of see you know what it means to drive that analog car in compared to something like the new M2. So since you drove the cars, you know you have the floor. Then tell me what you thought about each one of them, and in the end, maybe tell me uh, which one would you pick. Okay, yeah. Um, well, let's start off with the the one we went there for was the the new M two. Um, I hadn't driven it before. Um, I know you've had some seat time in it, a couple of days of testing, um, but I haven't been in it or even seen it until that day. So it was pretty cool. Um, it, you know, you hear this a lot. And I've never believed when people say this that it looks cooler, like when a car looks better in person. Uh, but this one really does. <laughs> I think that's the first time I've ever said that. It looks great, um, especially that red looked amazing. Um, but like from the moment you step into it, um, it it just felt comfortable. Like I didn't feel like I had to learn a new car. Um, it felt exactly like I would expect from any end car of that size. Um, and I felt like I was instantly up to speed to it. I didn't have to familiarize myself. Uh, I know it was a little wet that first day we started driving and I was like, oh, well, maybe I need a little bit of warm up, but it's with it's it's got so much capability and it's so much traction that it just, yeah, it's, I think I said at the end of the video, like, I think anyone could drive it fast and I feel that way. I think it's a very capable, fast car that anyone can step in and feel confident behind the wheel of and not feel scared like it's going to bite them. Like they're just going to be able to go fast. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's kind of what I, got from the car also the first time that I drove and I know they briefed us on that and sometimes they want to make sure that they get the message across or the point across but that's kind of what they wanted to do with the new G87 M2 is kind of make it 
a little bit more um, easier, like make it easier to drive and also faster immediately with any driver behind the wheel. So you don't need the time to get used to the car, to get accustomed to the car. And essentially, um, you can just go fast right away without having to learn the car too much. And I guess the M2 competition, especially the M2 CS, the previous generation F87, um, it did take a lot more time to get used to it and make sure that you're not getting in trouble. I've seen plenty of crashes, especially on the M2 competition, because that rear end tends to um, to spin out quite, quite quickly. So it takes maybe a lot more skill to drive that car fast. But with this one, I felt immediately, you know, for the few minutes that I can just go really, really fast and push the car. Of course, there are a lot of people that don't like that. A lot of people like to kind of fight the mm -hmm. car a lot more, try to um, maybe control the car a lot more. Uh, so you're just never going to win that argument, right? It's either you're getting <laughs> a car that you want to be a faster driver and uh, perform a lot better, especially on track, or you want to get a car that you need to constantly fight, like the 1M, I have a 1M, and I constantly feel like I have to fight that car to not kill me or at least to stay on the road. <laughs> yeah, and I think you pointed out they uh, they, they nailed what they're trying to go for, and uh, that the wider front tires make, I think, that big difference between the M2 um, the previous gen and this one um it provided so with the previous one um you know i've done a lot of driving as you know performance center like thermal where it's really hot and the tires get a little bit greasy and you can really tell the characteristics of the previous one and and a lot of times in the previous generation um especially the comp the cs is even more so but um you'll get a lot of, you'll get a lot of initial understeer and then as you try to get in and f like kind of bring that back, then the rear end starts kicking out on you, you know? So you kind of get that, I wouldn't call it knife's edge because it is very manageable, um, but it definitely kind of fights that balance between front and rear grip. Where this yeah. one, it just felt completely neutral. Like I didn't have to think about the rear end at all in this car. Like it was just so planted. I think I said that million times during the video. It just, I threw it into some very hard corners and like it just railed around the corners. So uh, it, it's definitely that more capable, easier to drive uh, for anyone to go fast and enjoy. Um, but I think that brings up the point though, that what you're saying, you know, people like try to fight that is the new one because of all that capability, the, the six speed manual just, there's not a lot of joy in it. <laughs> uh, because it's so capable and so uh, uh, so planted to the ground that rowing your own gears kind of just takes a little bit of the fun out of it. So like you just want that little bit extra speed uh, paddling up through the gears. Like I kept yeah. thinking to myself, uh, just, you know, the eight speed, you have a couple more gears, you'd be higher in the rev band, accelerate maybe a little bit quicker. Um, that would have just made it a little bit more fun, especially on track. Yeah, and then I guess we can we can I can talk about that at the end of the video. So make sure you guys uh, you guys stay tuned because I I'm, I'm about to actually publish my own video review of an M2 competition of an not M2 competition of the new M2 with an eight-speed automatic, and I had a chance to drive also the six-speed manual uh, a few weeks ago. So essentially, I do have a really good comparison coming out, and I can talk about that briefly at the end of this video. But now moving forward, tell me how the M2 CS felt compared to the new M2. You know, because you swapped the cars, you know, after a few laps and then you went back and forth. So, yeah, the M2CS, obviously, if you've watched the video, it was, it's a lot of fun. Everyone knows it's a, a very, very uh, enjoyable car to drive. Um, but you can t definitely tell the differences between those. So the key points, you know, being uh, the new one being more stable, uh, more planted. Uh, you immediately notice that stepping into the previous gen. 
you notice the weight. Um, it does feel lighter. Um, it feels like you're able to set it up into the corners, get its weight transfer a little bit easier. Um, so there's definitely, you notice it being a little bit of a smaller, lighter um, car. Uh, it's because of that, if you're looking for that more, you know, driver's style car where you're like fighting it more, obviously mm -hmm. then that, that kind of is that, uh, you know, more, more along those lines. Mm -hmm. Um, but, uh, you know, it's definitely something you have to work at and, and be aware of while you're driving. You can't just go out, like I said, with the M2, with the new M2, just feel comfortable, go out, drive hard and not worry about it. Um, it's definitely, uh, you know, it, it bit me a couple of times. It kicked out a little bit earlier than I thought it would and a little mm -hmm. bit harder too. There's some times where it's like, okay, well, this will kind of step out and we'll kind of drift around this corner. And it, it definitely got a little bit further out than I wanted. Um, so even, you know, even when I was ready for it, it was still at times a little bit more than, than what was expected. So it's definitely something you got to stay on your toes with. Did you feel that the performance of the new M2 kind of starts at the performance levels of the M2CS? Yeah, definitely. Um, I felt like it would, it's felt like I had the same type of speeds around the track. It did it differently but it felt like it's very similar in how it got around the track. And the, 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 maybe if we had time to lay down some lap times probably would have been very similar. Um, so I feel like, uh, yeah, they're pretty, very similar in performance wise. I think it, the, the new M2 definitely would have probably outperformed just the regular old base M2 comp. Um, but the M2 CS I felt like is yeah, very similar, um, in, in what they were capable of doing. Gotcha. And then you jumped into an M3 and we already mentioned it clearly. There was not a one-to-one -one comparison there. I mean, I wish we had a six-speed manual there as well. And the non-competition version that would have probably brought the cars a little bit closer in performance, but without having that, I mean, can you, can you at least share some of your thoughts on how the M3 felt? I mean, we know that the power was there, but from maybe from a handling perspective. Um, and, so and actually let's, let's, let's mention why, because people say that the M2, it's a mini M4. So maybe we start with that because that's kind of how we let the video, you know, uh, how we started the video was like, is the new M2 a mini M4? And even though we didn't have an M4, we had the M3 there, same car. So maybe you start with that. Yeah, no. Uh, yeah, the, the new M2, because all the drivetrain similarities and, um, the, I think the, the, one of the biggest differences being you that shorter wheelbase. Um, it definitely feels like an M4. Um, but like I, th I said at the end of the movie, but I think it's the more like the previous generation. Um, you know, I spent a lot of time in that and feel like this car felt just like the older M3 and M4, like almost identical. Like I, it felt like everything I did to, to drive this M2 felt like the previous M3 M4. Gotcha. Interesting. Uh, yeah, it just it felt everything felt very similar. How the car reacted, um, you know, how it drove, uh, being able to be um, a little, like I said, a little bit more stable and 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 predictable. Um, the old M3 and M4 was very much like that. You could drive it really hard. Anyone could kind of really get into it, unless you turned off all all the driving uh, assistance. Uh, I mean, it, it's a, it, those were incredibly capable to go fast. Um, yeah. Uh, so that's where it really felt this similar to me. Uh, the new one 
there was definitely some difference right off the bat. Um, you could definitely, even though it doesn't weigh a lot more, it felt bigger. Um, and yes, they're going to weigh the same. Honestly, that is like a 10 pounds difference. Or something yeah. Like that. But it felt bigger, like weight and size. Um, I noticed the, that in, a lot with the braking, like I figured the braking would be about the same. Um, it's probably because I was carrying a lot more speed with the M3. Um, but the M3 definitely felt like it wasn't stopping as well. I was using a lot more braking force to get it to kill speed than the M2. Um, so that's probably a direct correlation, just obviously going faster. <laughs> yeah. um, but that was a quick notice. It was um, handling wise. Yeah, it's not, it doesn't transition as well as the M2. Um, it's, it's definitely something you have to work a little bit more. Like there's, we, there's about three or four cone slalom that we went through and definitely took a lot more effort. I couldn't just flip, flip, flip to get through there. I actually had to, you know, get it set up a little bit more, um, and to get through there quickly. Um, but like I said, though, um, you know, the M2 being completely plantable and didn't really, you know, um, step out too much for you. The M3 did. Like it wanted to, but I think with that little bit longer wheelbase, it was a lot smoother um, compared to like the M2CS, which was a little, a uh, little bit more than I wanted at times. But where the M3, like it just, it was a, if I wanted to kick it out, it was, it was easy to do and it controlled it a lot better. Gotcha. Interesting. So would you say that a new M2 is more of a mini M4 than? Oh yeah, definitely. I, it definitely feels that way. Um, I feel like it leans definitely more towards an M4 than the previous M2. Um, it okay. just, it has that similar feel, that capability, um, and, and just the way it kind of drives. Understood. And then you went into the 1M, right? So, I mean, <laughs> I guess that was the, 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 the cherry on the cake or the icing on the cake. Tell me more about that experience. Yeah. Uh, Have you driven one before? I drove one like a long time ago, okay. probably eight or nine years ago. And it was literally like around the block. It was just like, gotcha. just to get in it and drive it. Sure. Um, so this is the first time actually, you know, actually driving one. Um, mm -hmm. And I own an E46 M3. So I, I know a lot of the characteristics of that generation of BMWs, but mm -hmm. it's, you don't really think about it while, when you own one, but when you're bouncing between cars and you go back to like a one M it's just night and day, the feel differences, like all of a sudden I'm feeling like the gravel in the road. And like, yeah. as I go around the little corners, you could feel the tires gripping in and shifting. And if I pushed it, I could feel it understeer, you know, just like mm -hmm. all the feel of, of these older cars is just there. But I mean, uh, that, I mean, that's what makes the new car so nice, though, is you don't have that. That stuff wears you out over time, especially if you're just driving it on a day-to-day -day basis. But, yeah, the 1M uh, felt great. Uh, loved, like, all of the analog feel to it. Um, the, the throttle felt a little bit more connected, like I said, already with the steering. Um, yeah, I wish I could have had some time to push it and felt comfortable pushing it a little bit because I would like to have seen its its rear end characteristics kind of uh, see if it would bite me. Um, but that's okay. I wanted to preserve it and uh, keep it all nice yeah. and pretty, clean side up, right? I mean, <laughs> exactly. Gotcha. So now, if you were to, um, so I mean, if people haven't watched the video, I definitely encourage you to do so. It, I mean, we were told that it's a really good video. I mean, that was the feedback that we've got from people that've watched the video. So 
that's encouraging but um maybe um maybe just draw the conclusion one more time in case people haven't seen the video like which one would you pick and yes why? see that so this is i've had a few people message me as well they're like well you kind of say two in the video <laughs> yeah and, and i do i i I leaned towards, um, it depends on two things. So first of all, which one would I want to own and which one would I want to drive? So like, yeah. that's two different questions. Okay. So, um, if it was one I'm picking to own, I'm going one M like, okay. I think no, but that... let's talk. So you, so you, you will go with the one M out of the all four of them. If you were to own one, if I was to own one. Gotcha. Okay. One M. Okay. Yes. Interesting. Um, I just, I, I love that generation of BMWs. I I've mm -hmm. owned a few myself. Um, just the analog feel of everything. I don't drive a lot anymore. So when I do go out and drive, I want all of that. I want sure. the feel, I want the feedback. I want to feel connected with the car. I don't commute anymore. We work from home. So like when I drive, that's what I want. Yeah. Um, but I would say if you're going to ask me like, Hey, we're going to go have a track day or we're going to go do something like this. Um, and we really, you know, want to have some good footage. I'm picking M2 CS. Gotcha. Um, I feel like I'll have a lot more fun just throughout the day with that instead of with the one M where I'd be a little bit more afraid of like, am I going to hurt it? Am I going to hurt myself? You know, like, uh, scared of where that limit is to where it does bite me, things like that, where the M2CS, I felt like, you know, I, it wasn't going to bite back, but I could still have all that fun. Gotcha. I kind of wish we had an M2 with a uh, M2CS with a DCT because that car is even better. Honestly, I had a chance to um, drive one a while back and honestly, the DCT in the M2CS, it's so good. Um, maybe it's not as smooth and <laughs> precise as the eight speed automatic, but it's just it was so nice in that car, but um, the idea was to have a manual also, you know, to go back to back. So yeah, I think in a DCT, the M2CS would just be a monster. Like I think that would be so much fun to drive. Mm -hmm. Um, I you know I've I've always owned manuals, always had the six speed, um, and I I think you point out in uh, some of your videos, and I know you're up one coming up. I think you pointed out as well, but everyone knows like the engines are so matched towards the eight speeds now that like the six speed just feels like it's holding it back. You're not you're not getting anything from it. You're just longing for those old days of, you know, doing your own gears. The engines love being at that high in that high tight rev band, um, which the eight speeds can keep it up in there. Um, there's a lot of things you can do with the, with the automatics where you just can't do in a manual either. Like I've had times where I've had to shift like mid corner in an aggressive and it's no big deal. You can do it where like, if you're in a manual, there's a lot of times that's what you're thinking about. Like, oh, I can't change. I, I can change here, you know, and the new cars just, they lean so much better with the, with that trans, with, with any, either DCT or uh, auto, it, you know, the ZF is great and it's, they just fit better together. Agreed. Agreed. Very interesting. So that was the, um, that was the M2 video review. I said a comparison. We've also done some drag racing. You can watch that as well. I I did a drag racing, and I guess um, I messed up the shifting a little bit on the <laughs> manual as well after a long day of filming and got a lot of hate for that. Uh, but um, if you do a couple of decent runs, but I guess it's, you know, to draw a conclusion on that as well, if you were to drag race the new M2 manual versus the M2 CS manual, 
it will really come down to how perfect you can shift. They, they were very similar in performance. There were a couple of runs where I did, you know, almost perfect shifting, and I went ahead of the M2, the new mm-hmm. M2, and then I messed it up, and clearly the other, you know, the new M2 won versus the CS. But they're so close. I mean, there is only about what, 10 horsepower difference, I believe, or nine. And then there is a 300, you know, pounds difference, though, in the favor of the M2 CS. So I guess, you know, that's where the... Um, the question is if the extra horsepower makes up for that, you know, 300 pounds or not. But my opinion is that if you if you're to drag race them with similar drivers, you know, perfect shifting, they will come very, very close each time. So it's hard to tell which one is faster. Um, but yeah, that was the that was the drag race. And then of course we did one the M2 versus the M3, which we said immediately <laughs> that it doesn't really make sense. But it was kind of one of those things. Yeah, it was like 7 p.m. Let's do one more thing. You know, let's see. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fun day let's kind of end it on a good note so um it's so, fun yeah, it's so, all about having yeah. fun uh, i, mean, I mean don't get to use the track quite often especially that many cars so might as well yeah it would have been crazy it would have been nice to throw the m3 cs on there as well just to to show because uh that uh you, that video is not out yet the pro driver version is and, and he says a lot of what i say as well um because that car would have just obliterated both of them <laughs> Great. So let's talk about the M3CS. I mean, kind of just give away a little bit of the review. It's fine with that. I mean, you know, the pro driver kind of talks about that as well. But uh, this was actually were the first ones, I guess, out of all the media outlets to drive the M3CS on track. So that was uh, was quite the honor. Um, As I expected, very capable car. I drove it mostly on the road there, so I didn't have a chance to track it, but you did that. And of course, I've I've seen the footage and I've listened to your thoughts and the pro driver's thoughts. I was in the car with the pro driver actually filming, um, filming the the hot <laughs> laps. the back seat too. From the back seat, honestly, <laughs> after about maybe five laps, I'm like, I think I'm done. I think we can wrap it up. I got enough. Um, and they weren't even pushing it 100, percent but still, you know, absolutely fantastic car, even from the back seat. And you can go to the YouTube channel to hear the pro driver's thoughts because they're different in a way than ours because they, they tend to pay attention to, um, to maybe the, the nuances, the subtleties, you know, they're, they're in, in a car. And uh, I think it's worth watching that. But with that being said, um, tell me your experience with the M3CS. It's in a different world. <laughs> yeah. Like everyone thinks like how much different is it or how could it possibly be that much different from like an M3 competition? And it's like, oh, it's got a little bit more power, a little more power, right? Yeah, it does. Yeah, a little more power, a little yeah. less weight. They're like, oh, so it's a little bit yeah. faster. No, it's ridiculously faster. Uh, yeah. The M3 comp, like I drove it. It's fast. It's quick. But like it doesn't blow your mind like the M3 CS did. Uh, we did a zero to 60 run and like, it was obviously the end of the day, but like it, it was mind numbing fast. Uh, I think it yeah. pulls like, was it 3.2 or something? Zero to 60. Yeah, I think so. And I don't recall if we recorded that or not, but yeah, it was, it was super fast. Yeah. Man. It's super fast. And that Feels, was without launch control. Too, that was, yeah. That was without launch control. Cause we couldn't for some reason to get it to work properly. Yeah. Um, but like coming out of the corners and it's just you put your foot down and it just rockets. It is so fast. Um, I think the pro driver said he's like, I've never been that fast down the back straight before. 
Yeah, I mean, it's going up to crazy speeds in all time. I mean, 40 horsepower extra, you know, does make a difference. But I guess the way that they they uh, they tuned that ECU and the engine and transmission and all of it, it was just to a different level, honestly. Yeah, and I think I, I think I forget to point out in the video because it's so doesn't even register is the MX drive. So, I mean, I I totally almost forgot it had MX drive in there. Yeah. Um, and I mean, that's part of the reason why it does rock out of those corners so fast is because it can lay down all that traction, but, um, yeah. it drove like it, it wasn't even there. Like it, yeah. I, it's not like the whole time, you know, you get into a lot of all wheel drive cars, um, you know, uh, Audi specifically, you know, you feel that front, that for the front drive, you know, sure. you know, it's there. Uh, this one, like I had, I had no real clue. It, like I said, I don't, I don't even think I mentioned it because it was wasn't even, uh, you know, didn't make itself like noticeable. Gotcha. Were we, uh, were we riding on Michelin Cup twos or were PS4S? I don't recall what that car had. Um, that one had Cup twos. Cup twos, yeah, because it was quite sticky. I mean, I recall the drive with the pro driver, and uh, it was extremely sticky. I mean, they were chasing each other basically, so we can get some really good footage. And there was a lead car in front of us with a lead instructor from the from the school, Adam. And they were they were going at it, and honestly, I guess the combination of that MX drive and the sticky cup twos. I mean, the weather was kind of nice by that time. I guess yeah. it, it kind of dried out. Temperature was perfect. The the tires were warmed up, and uh, honestly, it was a really really sticky coming out of those corners. Yeah, yeah, it's it was yeah, it was crazy how much traction that that car had. Um, and the power to back it up. So like it wasn't yeah. lagging at all anywhere. Um, but like, yeah, it's a good thing you bring up the, uh, the cup twos though. So like I considering how hard some of the cars you push, I know like the, the four S's and stuff, um, especially in at like the thermal club, you know, you can overheat the tires pretty easily in, in the, in the yeah. new M cars. They're big, they're heavy. You can get them overheated. And I felt, I don't know if they've spent a lot of time tuning to that tire or what, but like it didn't feel to get greasy over time. Um, I know the pro driver didn't like mention anything about that as well. Like it just, uh, the whole package is just perfect. It feels like, and it's, it's just so fast. I think it's it's star it's it's ready for the um for the m3cs so i think it was developed specifically for that car so um i mean that's kind of what they do with cs and csl uh, type of cars so uh, i have no doubt i'm i'm pretty sure that's that's the case yeah. with this one um yeah, it, yeah i mean it was yeah it was yeah it was ridiculous i i know like i hit i was hitting almost 120 at the end of the straight and i've been pushing it so like the other cars weren't even close to that um, and it's just, yeah, it's just so fast, a lot of fun too. Like, obviously you got, uh, you know, the more the bucket seats and like, it's just kind of like the whole atmosphere of it, you know, like no mm -hmm. center console, you got all the carbon fiber and like everything just goes along. And that, that green was pretty cool looking. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know the signal green is fantastic. Honestly. <laughs> um, super cool color. I mean, and it's worth mentioning that there were no mechanical upgrades really on the car. Mostly it was just software tuning. That kind of what makes me wonder. I'm not an engine software tuning expert, I guess, but it makes me wonder if you could uh, replicate the M3 CS's, you know, software into an M3 competition <laughs> and kind of bring it up to that level because clearly the engine can do more than 
you know, uh, the rated 503 or whatever the competition has. And we know they're using that engine in, in racing cars as well. So the, the ceiling is there. I mean, it's, it's a high ceiling. They never really acknowledge what that is, but it, it's, it's got to be quite, quite high. I mean, we've seen the CSL also. So I do wonder if somebody can actually replicate some of the characteristics of the M3CS into an M3 competition. And, you know, people always say, well, you know, I could do that and it's not the extra <laughs> price, but I guess you are paying for that CS badge. You're paying for maybe the countless hours of, you know, testing. You're paying for some special paint jobs and a few other things. Um, so it's 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 the never-ending argument, you know, is it worth the extra 20000 And a lot of people don't think that there are customers out there that have a lot of money and to them just spending 20 grand more or 25,000 more to be exclusive it's really not that big of a deal so that's why those type of customers don't really look at the you know is it really worth it <laughs> yeah is it worth it and uh i think that comes up in in our video but uh, you know I'll, I'll, I'll spill the beans and i think so <laughs> oh it's in our yeah. article anyways um, yeah, it yeah. Is. yeah we published the article yeah. it, it's totally worth it like if you have the money uh it just I feel like personally being like a driving enthusiast, the, the base M3 doesn't really, doesn't really interest me anymore. Cause it is so big now. Like I'd just lean towards the M2, but if I wanted that M3 more capable, faster car and I had the money, yeah, I'd totally get the CS after driving it. Um, yeah. I, I imagine that that car would be an absolute blast to drive on like mountain roads and like back, like back roads, um, fun drives, like just having the assurance of the X drive in there, like just the speed out of your corners. Um, it just would be so much fun on a back mountain road somewhere. I just think that would just put it over the top. Plus obviously the exclusivity of it and everything. Yeah. I mean, we might have a chance to actually test that car once again, and we'll do a motorway, um, you know, back roads, mountain roads type of drive. Maybe I can share a little bit of my driving experience with the car. It was only about maybe 30, 45 minutes, maybe up to an hour um, on highways and just kind of some of the little roads around uh, Spartanburg or Greenville. But essentially, uh, I didn't have a chance to really push the car. But what I got out of that was compared to the M4 CSL was the fact that this one felt like more of a daily driver where the M4 CSL is really just a track car that you could drive on the road. But... It's not, it's not extremely comfortable compared to this one. I mean, it comes you know, starting with the seats and the suspension tuning and all of that. But even when you were in the car with me and with Jeff and we're driving and I was just kind of flooring the car just kind of to see what you can do <laughs> the, the gas pedal you. And you would just literally take off, you know, and overtaking people, you know, cars, other cars, and you will get to crazy illegal speeds in no time, basically. But... It just felt like a really good daily driver, honestly. No compromise there. You can go into the comfort mode and kind of dial it, you know, just, just put it down a little bit or you can dial it up by just going into Sport or Sport Plus or you can even do the MDM and go even crazier. But honestly, if I were to pick between the two, I would take the, the CS version, either the M3 or maybe the upcoming M4 CS as a daily driver because it's just a lot more comfortable to daily drive. And I do like the fact that it has four doors and a lot easier to uh, to travel with people. So honestly, um, yeah, fantastic experience with the car. Um, I'm probably gonna have a chance to track the car also this fall. There is another thing coming up that we're probably gonna go together. So um, we'll we'll do a, a second review on that car. So I can't wait to do that. 
it's it the was fun was all uh, you know. <laughs> it's all by me it's sorry <laughs> yeah yeah exactly this time i was just a cameraman really <laughs> kind of the director behind the scenes the producer slash cameraman sound engineer <laughs> yeah uh but i mean as you pointed out though on the street i mean there's uh, there's three of us in there plus all our bags and stuff so mm. i mean we're not small guys i mean yeah. and that car just didn't care <laughs> yeah no no absolutely absolutely remarkable car and i mean the pro driver even though it's his job to really you know hype up bmws he was generally you know impressed with the car i mean there was not even a doubt about it you could see it on his face you know um I mean, <laughs> yeah, he uh, we definitely made his day. It was his birthday too, right? Reed, uh, Reed uh, Wilson, shout out to him. It was his birthday too, so we kind of, you know, uh, gave him an early present driving the driving the M3CS. First one to do that. Yeah, that that was a. Uh, you could definitely tell he thoroughly enjoyed that. Um, and as you point out, I mean, they do that every day, and for for them to come out and uh, do that. And that reaction, I mean, it says a little something about the car. Like, um, I know when he got out of the M2, he didn't have that reaction. He's like, oh, it's a great car. This is a lot of fun. But like when he got it out of the CS, he was like, that was, that was, that was awesome. <laughs> yeah. And then as a, uh, as a funny, an ending funny story, you know, and on, on that, on that note, when I got off the car after a few laps, I was sweating. I was <laughs> kind of feeling dizzy. I was definitely lightheaded. And one of the BMW guys, I'm not going to give his name right now, but he's like, oh, you know, how come you couldn't handle all of that? You know, like, like first of all, it's not easy. You're in the backseat filming and, and you're, you're, you're getting motion sickness immediately. And I'm like, how about this? How about you go do a couple of laps with this guy and then come back and let me know. And then next thing you see you know a few laps you know later maybe three laps later he comes out he's like all sweaty also and uh, and lighthead is like yep you're right i mean the car is just so capable honestly and once again those drives those drivers were not really pushing the car to 100 percent, but still it's just very very capable and it's one of those things that you can take it to the track on the weekends and have a lot of fun with the car but still use it as a family car if you want to so yeah fantastic car uh, it's yeah it 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 blew my mind. Um, yeah. There was one that popped up uh, at my local retailer and I, I looked at it and I was like, well, I know it's already way out of my price range, but I still kind of <laughs> scrolled through the listing and took a look at the photos. Yeah. <laughs> it was in the frozen white and I was like, yeah, it's pretty oh, yeah, awesome a nice looking. One. Yeah, that's a nice one. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah. yeah, I, you know, I yeah. thought with the M2, I'd never look at an M3 again because I kind of fit into that. But like, I don't know, that CS is pretty awesome. So. Yeah, speaking they got of something. frozen white, I think James, our own James, is getting one. He's in your area, so you might have a chance to actually, you know, ride with him. I, I might even come up to uh, to uh, Washington State and and see if we can do a review with his car because the idea of this whole review really started with his car. We wanted to do something, you know, you know, James getting the car and all of that. Um, so we had a chance to actually drive it before he got his own car. So uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll do a follow up on that. But yeah, no, it was a it was a great experience, honestly. Um, a lot of work but also a lot of fun we'll yeah definitely go back there and do some more stuff it was it was great um you know a lot of people like as you pointed out they don't know how much goes into this um we've always been kind of as a team it seems like we've always just shot on our own with a couple gopros and you know people are always think you know even with that we have more people 
Um, so for us to actually step up to a few people and produce a better video is great to see some good results. So thanks everyone for watching. Um, and hopefully, you know, we can get doing some more just like that. Um, we might have to do a behind yeah, I mean, the scenes yeah. video to show people <laughs> what we, we should do, have because but... <laughs> we had, so we had Ben who was the, the videographer, you know, he did a great job with that, shot some photos for us as well. Then we had Jeff from BMW USA. So he was helping us, you know, filming and doing a bunch of other things. Then we had some other people coming down, Jason from BMW Car Club of, of America as well. And then we had Johnny Valencia, also an old friend, also in the car community. So they all came down to kind of help us and we're handing out cameras and GoPros and cell phones to everyone to kind of capture as much footage as possible. But I guess, yeah, it was, it was another, it was a, it was a major project for just a few people. And honestly, we're using like, I don't know, nine GoPros, <laughs> 360s and Sonys and Canons and I don't know what else. And microphones all over the cars and GoPros. And uh, it, was, it was a major project. I'm surprised we didn't screw it up. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, we pulled it off. Video Videos are turning out very well, I think. And uh, yeah, hopefully we can just continue down this path and keep producing better yeah. content for everyone. If any of you watching this video, if you have any suggestions of any comparisons that we should do or any test drives, you know, please let us know. We'll try to make it happen. Um, it's not always easy to get the cars that we want, but we will do our best. Yeah, uh -huh. uh, especially on the newer ones, you know, um, it's, it's definitely harder to get some of the old ones. But I think a lot of the new car comparisons are very interesting, as you pointed out earlier, like the M240i versus the M2. I mean, that M240i is a great car now, you know, so yeah. um, there's there's some good comparisons outside just M versus M. Um, so uh, we, we we're definitely uh, up for anything yeah. that uh, we can do. I think that's the next one that I honestly had on my mind as well, because we can do not necessarily on track, because clearly on track, the M2 will be the better car, right? I mean, the M240i is a fantastic car, um, very capable, but clearly the M2 will beat that car on, in any comparison on track. But I feel like it will be worth doing a video where you test drive them on the road, you know, back to back, mm -hmm. maybe some curvy roads and push them a little bit and kind of determine, you know, which one is the better daily driver, you know, should you step up to an M2 or the M245 or the M240i might be good enough. So that's something that it's, that's on our plate to do in the future. So maybe we will plan for that out. But there are also videos that we want to do, you know, in the future where we want to focus a lot on usability of the car, the utility of the car, the technology and all of that. It's not always about M cars and track and all of that. A lot of customers care about other things as well space so on and so forth so we'll try to diversify the um, video reviews a little bit as well it's not always about the steering feedback and suspension and that. so so stay tuned on that and on that note i can talk a little bit about my test drive with the m2 because i did have a chance to drive them in chicago um, i had a six-speed manual um the blue one sandwer blue a few weeks ago and then i when i came back from our trip i got the uh uh, M2 A-speed automatic in Brooklyn Gray. So my goal was really, Chicago is pretty flat, not a lot of roads where you can go and have fun. You gotta drive out quite a bit. And even if you do that, um, speed cameras everywhere and police officers and so on and so forth. So you can't really push the car so hard. So my goal was really to see what it feels like to own the car in a busy city where you do a lot of um, daily traffic kind of driving or you know stop and go traffic. And I wanted to see which one I would pick if I were to own the car, the manual or the automatic. So uh, I've talked about that in my first video when I was in Phoenix 
but that was clearly a different type of video because I had a chance to really push the car a little bit harder there. And I did like the manual there, but driving it, you know, daily, it was a completely different driving experience. So let's start with that. You know, people said, why would you pick the, uh, the six speed manual versus the eight speed automatic? And I said it in my upcoming video, actually, in a couple of days should go live that you're only getting the six speed manual in the M2 because you want to have one of the last BMWs with a six speed manual. This is the last M car with that. There will be a Z4 M40i, I guess, at some point, a six-speed manual. But these two cars will really be the last ones with a six-speed manual. So if you want to own a potential future classic, uh, then you will get this car. If you Also, if you want to feel a little bit more connected to the M2 uh, in some ways, then you will get a six-speed manual because you can still get a feeling of you know shifting your own gears. You know, you're more analog in that perspective. And that's the second reason. But other than that, there is really no reason to get a six-speed manual. It's the very same old six-speed manual. They haven't changed that transmission since the one, even before that, the E92. They fine-tuning it for each car, but it's essentially the same gearbox. No changes, no improvements. It is not the best six-speed no. transmission in the world today. Maybe it was 10, 15, 20 years ago. Maybe it was, but today it's not. Clearly, they haven't updated that because the, the take rate, it's still quite small on the six-speed manual. It's only really the U.S. market that buys them. Contrary to what people think, in Europe, they don't want that six-speed manual. They want the automatic. So they've, they've never seen um, the return on it or they've never seen uh, the need to, to invest money to update it. So like you said, you know, the, you always feel like the engine is matched better to the eight-speed automatic. You feel like the the the... The car needs to go into the higher RPM to really deliver that driving experience. The gears are kind of weird. They can be short. They can be long. You know, it depends on what gear you're on. If you're in, you know, first to second gear, it's always you have to, you're getting this jerky kind of type of shifting. Even though I've been shifting my 1M forever, I can still get it. I, I still cannot get it right. I mean, it's it's always that weird transition <laughs> from first to second. No matter yeah. how much I try to be smooth, I just can't. First, yeah, even in my E46, first to second is terrible. Yeah, it's it's and like from I, second to third, it's fine, it's you fine. know, and then you go higher, it's smooth. But first to second, and then I'm almost never in first gear, honestly. Even sometimes. I start like a like a dork in second gear sometimes because you know? <laughs> I either forget or maybe I'm doing like a rolling not stop sign but maybe I'm you know low speed you know and and I just use the second gear even though it's not the proper gear just because of that one thing about the the six-speed manual though is the gears are so long so like people get the thinking they're going to be rowing the gears a lot, but you really, you don't around town. You don't, yeah. Because you're in second. You can like, go second gear up to time. 60 miles per hour sometimes, yeah. Yeah, and it yeah. likes to yeah. be up at that. So it's like, yeah. um, I've noticed that on track with the new one, like a, a couple of times I would go into third, but I'm like, it doesn't really need it. And then I was thinking, well, yeah. around town, you're just going to be sitting in second gear the second, whole time. Yeah. So like, yeah. you're not even really getting the benefits of having a six-speed manual. Yeah, exactly. So that's kind of the, that's kind of how the six-speed transmission is in the M2. No surprise there. I know there are a lot of conversations online. Um, I've seen some, you know, throttle gear testing. You know that they've done it's 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 just, if you used to that six-speed manual, you know what to expect from it, and you're not gonna buy that because you're getting the best out of your car with that transmission. So with that being said, I would pick the eight-speed automatic for myself. Also with the M Sport seats versus the carbon bucket seats. I love the carbon bucket seats, but just for shorter distances, but not going in and out of the car. Like if if you had a carbon bucket seats on track, 
it would have been a pain because you would have to go in and out of the, all the time. And it's not easy when you're tall. They're great for what they are, but not for a daily driving experience. And um, and that would be my choice. You know, very basic M Sport seats, A-Speed Automatic. I love the automatic because, once again, it's extremely smooth, very precise. It matches the engine, the S58, a lot better. That engine wants to rev up quite a bit compared to the S55. And, and it just, even though BMW told me that they've never really built two M2s. <laughs> they, there was only a single project. It does feel like a, like a different car. And the first time that I drove the cars, I, I didn't say that because I didn't feel that that's the case. But now the more that I drove the cars, I feel like they're like not completely different, but they are different. So um, A-Speed Automatic will be the choice for me because, you know, easy to, to daily drive. The power is there in fourth gear and can floor the gas pedal and it just takes off even fifth gear, you know. Honestly. Yeah. And with, like I said, so, and then I know I mentioned that, you know, the six speed being long and you're not really shifting as much with the eight speeds. You're actually, you know, if you want, you paddle through them a lot yeah. more. So you're actually feeling more yeah. engaged than the only thing. In some ways. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. It's the only thing you're not doing is putting in the clutch. So, I mean, like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, I'm with you. I, it's I, always cool to say that you're driving as a, a, a manual. Like these days, if you're telling people you're driving like a manual, they they feel like you're you're like a rock star, <laughs> even though it's not that big of a deal, honestly. Uh, but it just feels a little bit more special, especially in a world of uh, electric cars and all of that. Driving a 6P manual, people think you're more of a driver than than anyone else. But essentially, uh, maybe I'm getting a little bit older, but I love the comfort of a of a normal car these days. And <laughs> yep, getting old, I would man. Say, you know, yeah, exactly. So. Um, We'll see. We'll see what happens. I mean, I'm trying to figure out, you know, um, which will be my next car it's, in the future. But it's almost a security thing now, too. I mean, I, I uh, you know, a lot of people can't drive manuals, so <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, because you don't see that many out there, honestly. So, like I said, you know, you're buying that car, that six-speed manual, because you want to feel a bit more special, also, but also because it's going to be a future classic. There's just not that many out there. So, who knows? In 20 years from now, if now, with a world full of EVs, when the price of uh, or the prices of uh, six-speed manuals or or manual transmissions will will um, will skyrocket because um, people just uh, want to have something different, you know. So, yep, that's my opinion. I mean, if you want to hold that M2 for a longer time, I would say the six-speed manual it's it's the way to go. If you're you know swapping cars every two or three years, then yeah. just get eight-speed automatic. I mean, you can look so. back to the old M3 CSL, right? I mean, it came with the SMG, which at the time, you know, most people were like, wow, this is pretty awesome. But now you look back, no one wants an SMG. <laughs> yeah, they're great. So, I mean, it, it might be that same way with this one. You never know. Um, manual, yeah. you know what you get. Um, with the automatics, who knows over time. Um, but uh, manual, it is what it is. And um, yeah. so. I agree. Yeah, so I mean, that's, that's kind of my review coming up. Honestly, I haven't really um you know focused on on extreme driving experience i did push the car a little bit but once again it's the same car that you described very capable very potent you can you can go fast immediately um and it's it's so easy to get up to uh, to crazy speeds you know without even you know noticing that so fun car i've always been a fun uh, i've always been a fan of um smaller cars more compact cars this is why if he was you know mm -hmm. if 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 I was to buy one, I would, I would like a new M car today. I would buy the M2 versus the yep. M4 just because of the shorter wheelbase. You know, a little bit more engaging, a little bit more fun. Maybe not as practical, clearly. Um, but yeah, so 
then again, you know, you still have the option to go on the used car market and find an M2CS. The M2 competition, also the previous generation, it's it's still a really, really nice car. You can't go wrong with that either. It just really comes down to what, what you want from your car. You know, you want a more modern car and you want one that's maybe a little more analog than you go on the used car market and find the other ones. But um, Well, it's crazy. I found out the M2CS is actually more rare than 1M. Yeah, yeah, it is. Actually, there was a conversation that I had on Instagram. Yeah. With with someone, they were telling me that they will pick the M2 series, uh, the the one M because it's it's actually a more rare car. I'm like, not really. <laughs> um, it was like six thousand units or something like that. Yeah, over six thousand, I guess, sixty two hundred maybe globally, and um, I guess two thousand something M2 CSs. I guess the U.S. market, if I recall correctly, only got about three hundred units, so they were very very rare. Uh, that was right before the pandemic, I believe, and. I still recall going to a dealership uh, in Illinois and there was an M2CS uh, Black Sapphire just sitting there and it was MSRP price, no no markup, no anything. <laughs> it was sitting on the floor, honestly. It was maybe uh, spring 2020, so right right when COVID started and I guess nobody wanted to buy the car and that, was, that was, sounds like that would have been a great <laughs> Yeah, Yeah, probably would have been uh, a little bit of CT a... Also. Yeah. A little bit of money off. Yeah, that I would one. have, I would have loved to, uh, to have an M2CS with a DCT. Honestly, I, I probably would wait right now for an M2CS, the new generation. But if I were to uh, buy one, or if I were to bought one the last two years, I would have bought an M2CS DCT. I feel like that's probably one of the best driving cars the BMW M makes or made in the last few years. And um, only the Z4 M40i probably. Uh, impressed me quite a bit as, as well but i would say the m2 csd ct would have been absolutely my choice i love the design as well and all of that so that is what it is yeah, i'm with you all right so i guess we're coming to an end today we're going to keep it a little bit shorter there are other things that are coming up we have a special guest i guess you and i might uh, might be um, doing that together co-hosting that um, racing car driver so it'll be quite exciting to have that person on the <laughs> podcast we're not gonna mention the name right now but we'll tease that yep. on social media so it'll be exciting to talk about that um that particular racing driver also has a nice collection of bmw cars very and nice a cool one they just acquired so there are a lot of conversations around that and of course um it will be quite quite fun so anyway nate uh thanks again for you know, driving the cars. I know it wasn't easy. It was a long day. It's a tough job. Someone's got to do it, right? <laughs> it actually was a tough it job is. because, you know, <laughs> at some point you said, I'm kind of done. I'm, I'm tired. I'm, I'm exhausted. And you've probably done, you know, dozens of laps by that time. Probably 60, 70 laps, you uh, know, a lot. by that, that time. I think probably that was more. about 3.30, 4 o'clock in the afternoon. And yeah. you're, t- you're right. It's you, hot too. It's hot. You're talking. You're focusing on trying what, you, what you're trying to say. But then you're also trying to, you know, push the car. But then you're also trying not to to damage the car. You, you, you're watching for people filming so that you get the good shot when someone's filming. Like, yeah. there's a lot going on. So, uh, yeah, it, it, it was work. But uh, I will definitely do it again for you. <laughs> Yeah, fine. Appreciate it. Thank you. But also, I guess one thing worth mentioning on that is also that most of the time we film, it was maybe 90 degrees by that time. So in Celsius, close to 30, uh, maybe more than that. And we usually film with no air conditioning mm. because we want to 
make sure that the, the audio is it's clean and you don't want to have any any AC <laughs> sounding. So imagine doing that. Uh, it is not always that much fun, but then again, it's a fun job, so we can't really complain about that. We're very fortunate to do some of this stuff once in a while. So yep, absolutely, absolutely amazing. Cool. So Nate, uh, thanks for joining me. Yep. And I guess people stay tuned for uh, the next podcast, but also for the M3CS. Uh, review because there are a few gems in there so i definitely encourage you to watch that video we have a lot of great footage and um you'll see also the pro drivers once again drifting the car and all of that oh so, yeah. yeah we still got lots of content coming out of this one so they need to stay Absolutely. tuned all right so thanks guys for watching thanks for subscribing to all of our channels and we will see you in the next podcast in the next video review as well see you for now see ya